Welcome back to the Porty Podcast after our summer break. I'm David, and this week, the Atlantic Challenge lives up to its name, over 3,000 miles from the Canaries to the Caribbean, in an open rowing boat, braving whatever the weather throws at you, and hopefully the hurricane season will be over by the time you reach the end, about 40 days after starting out in December. Yes, it's a physical challenge, but it's very much a mental one as well. And on top of that, there's a challenge of raising a large sum of money to fund the project, but also to support the chosen charities. The mental health charity Body and Soul, that's the name, and The Junction, a health and well-being centre for young people. The five-man crew who make up Atlantic Body and Soul have been working on all three for months. When I met Alec Martin and Matt Callis, I started by asking Alec how much progress they'd made since I spoke to Cal McCannage earlier this year. Probably very quickly, I would say. <laughs> Time's flown by. We're doing quite well. The fundraising, we've still got a bit of work to do. We're doing well on the physical stuff, some of us more than others, and uh, on the boat prep, so we're okay. I think we're probably pretty typical for a team that we've got a lot still to do in the few weeks that we've got before we ship the boat. Matt, you've done a, a fairly long row very recently. Just tell me about it. We did a week-long row around the west coast of Scotland, to Loch Carron, to Rassi, Rassi to Ullapool, saw the Summer Isles. We rode out into the Minch overnight, a good four miles out, just to try and get some swell, more lively seas, to see how the boat felt, and a positive aspect of getting the crew ready for the race, yeah. So how well are you combining together as a crew? I think fortunately, because we all row for Eastern, the whole club tries to get everyone to row exactly the same. The rowing aspect of it, we've really come together pretty quickly. So that actually hasn't been something we've really had to work at. Everything else we've had to put a lot of time and effort into, but fortunately the rowing part of it is actually probably the easiest part of the whole thing. Alec, this is a slightly cheeky question, but there are some fairly strong personalities on board. I just wonder how the the atmosphere is. <laughs> they're, they're strong but nice, I'd say, personalities. So everyone's got a, a good understanding of uh, being able to give each other space. We've been trying to be quite disciplined about asking how we're feeling and checking in and doing that sort of stuff. We've got a, a couple of sports psychology coaches who are working with us and they've been helping us find techniques to explore how we're feeling and make sure we're getting on. But uh, yeah, we've been doing pretty well, I think, actually. Yeah, no issues so far. So what's the major challenge? You mentioned the question of fundraising. How much more do you have to do? I mean, I guess it's how long's a piece of string, really. But what we want to do is maximise the amount of money that eventually comes to the charities. But to do the actual row, there's quite a lot of expense involved in that. So we've still got a reasonable amount to do in covering the cost of the actual row. And then obviously when we set off in December, we really want to push the sponsorship going towards the charities as much as we can. So we've still got opportunities for corporate sponsors to come on board and get branding on the boat and that sort of stuff as we, uh, as we go. If my memory serves me correctly from what Carl said, the boat alone is 60,000. Yeah, the boats are about 60 and then they have a lot of kind of ancillary kit on them. And then you've got to pay for, you know, there's five grand in food and there's the communications package that you have to have as a safety measure for the boat, which is another two and a half, three. And so all that stuff adds up reasonably. Matt, have you ever tried on land or sea anything vaguely like this before? Have you run a marathon, for example? No, I've never done endurance-like sports before. It's all being short sprints rowing but I, I feel I've, I've taken on the challenge for the training we've been training for 10 months 
growing specific strengthening techniques. We have a personal trainer for that as well who has done the row himself. I think he's done it twice. So he really knows how to prepare physically the body for this endurance. It's not about fast pace. It's more about constant output and making us as injury-proof as possible. So consistency? Consistency is the key, yeah. If someone's done it twice, doesn't that smack of masochism almost? I'm not sure I could answer that until I'd done it myself. <laughs> I would go in that direction, but uh, yeah, until I've done it, maybe I'll want to do it again, who knows? Alec, you mentioned Eastern. For those who don't know, what is the Eastern Amateur Rowing Club? It's one of the two uh, St Elskis rowing clubs in Portobello. I'm actually a member of both Road Porty and Easton, uh, but uh, Easton are, are certainly a fairly serious racing sports club. They've, they've got an interest in the in the adventure rowing side of it as well, and over the years, with, with colleagues in Road Porty as well, actually we've done some good adventure rows around around the Forth and that side of things, and this is quite a big but a natural evolution of that to some extent for some of us as well. Were there difficulties in actually getting the, the five members of the crew together could you have found other people or were you sort of self-selected? There are a few of us who've shown some, some interest in that adventure side of stuff, the distance rowing things over a number of years. And so I think we probably pre-selected ourselves as people who might be up for the challenge uh, after Cal had been looking at doing it. So how long before you actually leave for the Canaries? Well, we will leave at the very end of November as we have to be in Lagomera for two weeks before the race starts to have all the final check on the boats, final check on all the kit, safety seminars. I think it gives all the rowers... check on your health as well. We all have had to have a, a medical from our doctors and dentists to sign off to say that we're all fit and healthy and not ex there should be no surprises physically when we get out there. But I think the, the real two weeks also helps us all focus and get in the zone for getting out there and... It's all psychology, isn't it? I think most of the other people that have done it said, you know, 80 plus percent of it is mental strength to get you through. Because, you know, you can train and train and train, but it's the mental strength that it'll take to keep on going and push through when things start getting a bit hairy out there. Speaking of getting a bit hairy, the hurricane season is late this year. Does that concern you at all? Well, they have a starting window, so they'll try and start us once we're in a reasonably clear period. And it's actually towards the tail end of the race that that's usually an issue, because it tends to be on the west side of the Atlantic. So I'm hoping we should be in good form, unless we go far too fast and catch up with it. But we'll see. I, I, I think we should be OK. I'm just trying to remember what the fastest time that anybody's done. I think it's just over 30 days. Yeah, it's around that, and it varies depending on... I mean, there are different boat classes so there are a number of different types of boat there are different numbers of people within the boat so singles all the way up to fives like we are and so there are all sorts of different kind of records for the different groups mixed male female etc i think a lady last year absolutely smashed everything outside of the race that we're doing but an independent rower and did it in about 40 days on her own i think but uh, that is quite astonishing isn't it? Yeah. yeah so how ready do you feel you are at this stage we'll be ready on time the crew's working well together, we're communicating well. It's just a big long list, we just need to keep checking things off, working together and getting through it. I think we're on point and we've got a lot of support from our partners working behind the scenes as well. We will make the start line. But you're still keen to get corporate sponsors behind you? Yeah, absolutely. If people are interested in coming along on this amazing adventure, then uh, yeah, and that'll help support 
more money going towards mental health and trauma recovery uh, and to the junction in Leith here, local charity. So absolutely, if any local companies want to get on board and get some branding on the boat, then uh, speak to us, yeah. There's a lot of information about Atlantic Body and Soul, the Atlantic Challenge itself, and indeed the charities they're raising money for. You should follow the links in the description. Even in these troubled times, this, I think, is an endeavour worth supporting. And that's it for this week. Next week, what's in a name? And the name I'm thinking of is Smith and Gertrude. In the meantime, if you know of any interesting projects that porty people are involved with locally, and you think would make an episode, then please get in touch through social media or by email to theportypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.